happy now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined as always by JR Dad. Hi. How's it going, JR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. The cocktail of the week this week, I was looking through Pinterest. Don't you throw that ball while we're podcasting. You just gently stick that in Guaco Man's mouth. JR Dad, come on. We're professionals here. I didn't do anything. What are you trying to read <laughs> Dude, my mind? had his arm Guilty of a thought cocked. crime here. Thought crimes. Thought crimes. His arm was cocked to throw a ball for guacamole. And guac was there like all in anticipation of it. And then I interrupted it. Nothing happened. Fetches interruptus. Nothing happened. Anyway. It was a nothing event. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was on Pinterest, which is now showing me all kinds of cocktail recipes, which is great. I've got tons of new and interesting stuff to try. This one is called I Love Lamp, <laughs> which I had to add just because of the name. So for those of you who have not been following us for that long, um, you will maybe see in the next month, we have a floor lamp in Maryland, um, which is very, I hate floor lamps, but our house was also very dark. My the house in Maryland is from the 40s. And it's not recessed lighting um, no. friendly. No. So uh, at some point, we were like, it's dark in here. And I was like, okay, I will get a floor lamp. But I hate floor lamps. And so it's going to have to be the world's greatest floor lamp. And I found one at Restoration Hardware, which was like stupidly expensive. But it's basically a chandelier inside. <laughs> a orb. An orb. A met metal orb. Yeah. It's the coolest looking floor lamp. Oh, Everybody cool. comes in and they're like, that lamp is amazing. And it's bright. And it is really bright. It's dimmable. I got a matching one for the dining room that just hangs from the ceiling. They're great lamps. Um, but the floor lamp in the living room, for some reason, hops and sh our beautiful deceased dog, Schmieg, they would just lay there and lick the base of the lamp. Yeah. Uh, why? We don't know why. It's like a kind of like a distressed iron look, but it's not iron, it, you know, but they, it's rough and... I licked it once because I was like, does it taste like something? What What's taste going like? on? Hopper's didn't tongue. Did not taste like anything. It was tasteless. To you. To me. Dogs I mean, have a metal taste too, perhaps. Maybe. Anyway, so for a while we would post snaps and, you know, regular occurrence in the snaps would be Hops or Schmieg licking the lamp and we would caption that with I love lamp. Busily. I mean, doing it for like a oh, minute yeah. at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Go to town on the lamp. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I love lamp was really, you know, a, a refrain in the household for us for a long time. You love lamp, Hopper. <laughs> so when I saw this cocktail called I love lamp, I was like, well, I have got to make yeah, this the cocktail of the week. That's a sign. So the I love lamp is tequila and rum. Always interesting when you combine spirits Oof, in a cocktail. That could be a short night. Tequila and rum, pineapple juice, lime juice, and then it has banana liqueur, but I have a real solid aversion to bananas um so ginger liqueur for us yeah Hopper sure yeah, stick a whole banana in there without taking off the peel ginger goes really nice with pineapple and lime and both of these things so it ginger sounds liqueur. delicious yeah agave nectar and some bitters uh it's really beautiful so check out in the morning thursday morning salt and glitter on instagram that's my account where i post drinks it'll be there it's real pretty looking pictures of drinks pictures of drinks uh, so that's the cocktail of the week. I love lamp. Who is that? Is that Voods? Who knows? <laughs> okay, so dog updates this week. Relatively brief. 
Um, I've done my first touch up of Vink's belly shave. It's <laughs> pretty minor. I think we can I probably think it's go. advanced a little bit. I think she's getting, it's going higher. <laughs> we can go two weeks between shaves. I think, uh, she's fine and she doesn't mind. She doesn't look weird. Everything's fine with that. She's pretty patient about that. She is. Yeah. Much more patient than if I try to cut her nails. Um, I've also taken to shaving random other problematic parts of the other dogs because if I'm doing it, what the heck? Like, why not? So, uh, I mean, CB needs his tinkler shaved. That's part of his... <laughs> sanitary clip. Yep. I mean, they, they did that for him at the vet, so I'm maintaining his sanitary clip. Shaving his tinkler, no, gotta say, not a thing I ever thought I'd be doing. He's, shaving anybody's bits, He still let swims alone a, a lot because, as someone said, it feels good on his tinkler yeah. <laughs> hops always has a few spots where she gets kind of knotted or you know if she has she doesn't break out like vink does but if she has any place that's looking weird now i just take the clippers and shave a little patch off not that she ever leaves the water but if she does she has wet armpits man we were out there tonight uh dear dad was out there with that's them cool. i was up here hops was growling like she used to do at the rock yes and and i hear ingo from outside go jen and i was like i'm coming whatever it is it's got to be good and there's a giant spider crab in there uh like the size of her head size of her head it was legitimately worth growling at yeah and she kept trying to like tap it with her little foot and it was it didn't have any claws but it was like crawling around guac was in there and guac was messing around was was like why is no one throwing the ball i mean (laughs) come on will the crab throw it because then i'm friends it had big long arms lots of them yeah it looked cool yeah yeah so that was very exciting for hops um i guess the so there's not really any dog news obviously with these updates but i will say i i made a mistake today which is a mistake that i've made once or twice before but caught before it became an issue which it became an issue today uh so i was giving everybody dinner we were getting ready to go out for dinner ourselves and like dear dad's getting ready it's a three ring five ring circus yeah so i'm like all right i'm gonna feed everybody dinner it's 4 45 cbgb is screaming for his <laughs> early bird special <laughs> the blue plate special's almost uh, over jen that dog i mean it's the like 3 30 clo- the buffet is closed. <laughs> which like i feel him i also am ready for dinner at 3 30 uh but anyway so i'm like okay like we have five dogs we have four different types of dog food uh, CB gets a whole bunch of pills. Voodoo gets a whole bunch of pills in their pill pockets, in their food. Uh, you know, hops and guac are in the slow feeders, everybody else, whatever. It's quite a production. Vink is getting impatient and jumping up and down. She, she gets super excited. So I get the green beans, dump the green beans into the bowls, accidentally put some green beans on guac's food, put some green beans on Vink's food, put some green beans in one of the bowls. I put the bowl down for CB with the green beans. I serve Vink. I serve guac. I serve hops and then I vote has since gotten up. I walk into the bedroom with Vood, and as I put the bowl down, I'm like, those are Chief Brody's medicines in the bowl. Oh, this is Chief excuse you, Vood, you're fine. This is Chief Brody's bowl of food, which means the bowl I put down for Chief Brody was Voodoo's bowl of food. What's your problem? Everything's fine. Uh so I Recognizing mis- my mistake, instantly picked up CB's bowl from Voods. Not a problem, but CB has been eating this whole time and starving as though we never feed him. So he's, of course, eaten everything, including like the eight pills that are Voodoo's seizure medicine. He has eaten. He's eaten this 
the, the, you know why Voot is so dopey? Because he's on all that seizure medicine. That's how much medicine Brody got that was not his medicine. And so then I'm like, all right, well, like take that food up, put Brody's food down with his medicine, which also has like sedatives and stuff in it. And then I was like, this, this is not good. And Ingo's like, you know, we could try to make him throw it up. And I'm like, you know, the seizure medicine won't really hurt you, but it can make you really tired. And then he has all this other stuff in his medicine. He took like 20 pills tonight. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, let's have him puke this up and then I'll give him another dinner. So I give him, you know, meanwhile, I've given Voot his actual food. Good. So I take Brody outside. I make him drink some hydrogen peroxide. We hang out. And then he kind of walks around like he's going to vomit a little bit. And he throws up like eight kibbles with a bunch of foamy hydrogen peroxide. Uh, and I was like, okay, he clearly needs a second dose. His stomach is full because he's eaten like half of Voodoo's dinner plus all of his dinner. Uh, it's probably impeding the hydrogen peroxide. So I give him another dose and he's just like, I'm real relaxed, Jen. Like, let's just lay down here. Eventually he gets back up. He goes into the water because your dad has brought the other dogs out to do their business. Hops and guac are in the water. So Brody wanders into the water fine. And then as he's in the water, he's, it is time to vomit. So he vomits up none of the pills, but part of his dinner into the water. And then he proceeds to walk through the water that his puke is floating on. Blissfully uh, unaware. Just I mean, he doesn't walking understand. through it. Yeah. All, so then we had to, of course, hose him down. And get the other dogs in the house so they didn't eat the dog kibble that had been vomited <laughs> into the ocean. Because at some point, Guac would have been like, oh, ocean food. Oh, yeah. Ocean, the gifts of the ocean. I guess we gave a gift to some fish tonight. They were probably like, ooh, fancy. It's probably that crab who was like, oh, yeah. floating Pluck, kibble. Plucking little kibbles out <laughs> of the water. This is the best. Tastes a little hydrogen peroxide-y, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, guys. Anyway, that was like basically all we could do for CB. And we weren't super worried because... You know, guac has taken Vood's medicine before because Vood's threw it up and guac ate the vomit. It's yeah. gross. Uh, and, you know, Vood's has had big doses of his medicine before, like when we got him, when we didn't understand his right dose. We've talked to the vet. Like, you know, he th he has thrown up before. And I was like, I called the vet and I was like, I don't know how much of his medicine he digested. I can't find pills in here. And she's like, well, you can just give him another dose of everything like he'll be really tired but it's not going to hurt him so we knew it wasn't going to be like you know super damaging to cb so okay we did our best we go out to dinner we come back and cb's like laying on the ottoman and he's just like hey guys and he like wags his tail he's very What's relaxed up? he's not as stressed as he usually very is. very laid back tonight <laughs> he's like i had lots of food <laughs> lots of food and he's real mellow so and he doesn't begrudge you the hydrogen peroxide either he seems to have taken that quite in stride yes d yeah d doesn't seem at all affected by it so i mean emotionally like he's not no know, presenty. Yeah. no that's that's <laughs> what i mean too uh no he seems fine so everybody's good um the blau high is a thing of the past we now have whatever ikea calls their elephant it it's the word for big yeah hang on i'm looking it up it's called the uh well it's spelled j-a- T-T-E-S-T-O-R. How do you pronounce that? Well, I'm going to look it up. Hang on. It could be Yatestor. Okay. Yatestor. Oh. Do that again. Yatestor. That's good. That's Google Translate. It means whopping. Whopping? Yeah. Yatestor. <laughs> so Blahai they just call blue shark, but elephant they call whopping. Yep. It also means 
here's here's the alternative translations uh huge and also chunking chunky chunking yet the store means chunking that's what chief brody was doing that's funny uh the elephant which is the size of the blauhai but an elephant is oh my god it makes guac so happy so relaxed so happy he is so content when he has that thing in his mouth when i got guac so we got him just before everything shut down in 2020 end of february 2020 and uh i was up in maryland i think for work and picked up or i got you know they brought guac to me and i had him for about a week in maryland by myself and then jr dad kind of flew up and drove him back down yeah um but it was just me and guac for a while That's and right. uh he was a handful yeah, he was. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what drove you crazy. He, you know, he wasn't that. the The thing that was really hard with Guac when we first got him was that he was like too rambunctious playing with our other dogs, and he wouldn't come. And he would run away. It's much less of an issue in Maryland, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, where? That's right. He was just like in the backyard. He didn't have a lot to do, but he clearly had a lot of energy. So I was taking him to the uh, the dog place up there. The obedience dog. place. No, 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 no. This is just doggy daycare. Oh, yeah. Um, Dogtopia. They're great. Dogtopia. Dogtopia is a local place, right? Yeah. The other one is the one with the E at the end. Oldie Townie Pet Resort. Uh, several E's, yes. <laughs> yes, that's where we do the training. Uh, Michael Kelly's our guy there. But yeah, so we just took him to Dogtopia for dog day camp to get his energy out. And they were like, uh, so they have crates yes. in the rooms because they do like nap time in the middle of the afternoon, right? They play all nap day. Nap time for dogs. They, that's, so, that's like preschool. It's so sweet. Yeah, they have nap times. Everybody goes in a little crate so they can kind of <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and so the crates kind of line the edges of the room. And they're like, so Guac gets up on top of the crates and barks at everybody, <laughs> <laughs> which is still like stuff he does. He should be like a... Uh, like one of those mushing dogs they get on top of their crates yes it it was like that uh but anyway when i had guac at home you know we had a bunch we have a bunch of blau highs always uh so i gave him one of the blau highs and he put the thing in his mouth and he just carried it around he slept on it he moved it around the house like he had the blau high in his mouth at all times when i first got him and you could tell that it was just like really comforting and relaxing that he had this very big thing (laughs) that he could kind of because he does kind of hug it like he wants a leg over it yeah. and get in. And I've got all these pictures from, you know, a year ago when we first got him that he's like hugging the blow high on the bed. It was just falling asleep with his mouth clamped on it. And uh, then he twitches and, and he, he'll do a little chompy twitch. But it was a real comforting thing to him. And uh, it remains so to this day. He's like that with the blow highs, too. But he's generally pretty gentle with the big toys which is not to say he doesn't destroy them. He forgets that he also needs them as wubbas. And then he like, someone comes up like a vank and tugs on it. And Guac's like, oh, this is the best game ever. And I'm tugging. <laughs> and then the thing explodes. And, and Guac's like, where'd my, where'd my comforter go? Yeah, he had, uh, our friends brought him one during the Keys 100. They brought him one of the Golden Retriever toys and a Blau High. But the Golden Retriever toy I gave him while we were waiting uh, this is our friend Simon. We were waiting for him at the race, and Guac destroyed that golden retriever toy from fresh to like a pile of floof 
in about 45 seconds, much to the amusement of everyone else who is waiting for runners. Because he's walking around with this big dog, and they're like, isn't that cute? And then Guac's like, I kill. And then he just like <laughs> shook it around and flew flying yeah, everywhere. He doesn't eat the floof, but he distributes it. He takes it out with his mouth and throws it to the side, and takes it out and throws it to the side. Yeah. Uh, so, so that does happen sometimes, but generally he... He's better about it, and he kind of keeps. Oh them. yeah, and then he then he took the husk and carried it into the water here, <laughs> and it was floating around. It was I very think disturbing. A, that was a different one. No, you that was that, that one. was the one because it was. A, I took it out of your car. It had like oh. a bag full of floof, like mm-hmm. a white trash bag full of floof, and then this husk of, of yeah. a puppy. It was disturbing because it had still had the. Oh my still god! Still had go. Rookie mistake. You want to clean that up? Mm, yeah. Okay. Pause the podcast. Apparently, Ingo dislikes the cocktail of the week so much that he's just going <laughs> to dump it all out over the table. He's like, I don't want to finish this. Oh, no. I accidentally knocked it over. How sad. <laughs> How tragic. Three times. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the dog updates. Everything's good. Yatastor is uh, protected. We put him away at the end of nap times, and he's doing good. Yeah. Booth, I mean, Booth was tugging him this morning. And Guac gets a little excited with him and throws him around sometimes. So it, it is better to take take him out of the mix in the, during the day. So we, uh, we're we going up to Maryland this weekend. So our next podcast, our next few podcasts will be from up in Maryland. And uh, Exotic. The, the closest Ikea now is further away than Havana. The <laughs> Havana is closer than Ikea right now. The closest Ikea when we're in Maryland is about a 12-minute drive from our house. So I plan to stock up on both Blauheis and Yatastores. Uh, yeah, last time I went to Ikea, they were out of those golden retrievers. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Otherwise, I would have gotten one for guac. Yeah, well, you know, we'll have a bunch of big, giant toys. They can come back oh, with so us. So much floof. So much floof. Well, we're doing a good job protecting this one. Like, we have a no... F- Toy, no stuffed the, toys rule in the house. The, we should probably just explain. The floof is only a problem, is a, is an urgent problem these days because Voods will eat it. And it's very bad for him to eat that, like, plastic, synthetic floof. Yeah, the stuffing. Because uh, yeah, it sits in his, you know, he eventually will pass it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you eat too much, it's bad. But the problem is that it sits in his stomach and then his medicine gets nestled in there and the medicine doesn't break down so we've when he was eating stuff much more often everything it just I mean, he still does eat everything but he's he's much better than he was we're probably better than we were like we keep stuff out of the way but he when we had some stuffed toys there were times where he would vomit and his pills would be intact in the floof and he really needs to digest those pills to not have his seizures um so no stuffed toys in the house at all um, and the, the kind of Blauheiser or whatever, those big ones are kind of exceptions because we don't leave them out for them to play yeah, with. So, but when, when there's, you know, stuffing all over the place, we have to clean it up because Boots will hoover it up and then... Was it a Blauhai that got destroyed this week? Yes. The old Blauhai. No, I, I brought an Ikea one, a new one. Yeah, it was, it was partially ripped. Yeah. I had taken it. And the and fin off. Yeah, the fin was off. And, and I was letting Guac carry it around because he, like, missed his elephant but I didn't want the elephant ripped up. And so, you know, f- fine, like he and Hobbs are in Vank are tugging on it and it gets ripped up. But, you know, so then all the floof explodes out and then the immediate step is we have to pick up all the floof, like right away. Foods, who was sleeping soundly somewhere, like appeared <laughs> out of nowhere behind our backs and started like licking up all the 
That's right. I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh. He's a very sneaky guy for as big as he is. Of course, he blends in being white and all. We need like dark carpets or something. (laughs) Can you imagine how bad our house would look with dark carpets? Camo Vood. Well, we'd see Vood a lot better. (laughs) The white tile floor is his camo. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Let's see. Oh, it would look bad with all the, especially now with oh, the two white so guys bad. and the floof would look yeah. terrible. I mean, it's it's been a real upgrade in our strategy to have golden retriever colored rugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we got the, like three different colors though, so it's really you know it's been a. It works okay. We're, we're not we're not maximizing efficiency. We should have all the same colored goldens, and then all the same color <laughs> rugs. Uh, let's see. You have a German word of the week, or you want me to do yeah. taste of the keys first? Uh, do taste of the keys. All right. So this is a weird one this week. It's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, let's pull it up here. But again, the headline doesn't do it justice. The headline doesn't do it justice. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad was a little far from the mic and then... I know. I felt like I was... Compensating. Fading away. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times the headlines skip the important part. And this is to, this is one of those cases, but also unclear what the point is of the story but hashtag mysteries research could be done but not by me the headline is man arrested for illegally transporting gasoline when you see that in conk life you know there's a hell of a lot more going on yeah because it's like what even is illegally transporting I mean, gasoline the, the days of you know putting it in grocery bags because of the you know <laughs> someone else is having a shortage are over right that was the that was the the story of the day people are putting them in you know giant bags and stuff yes we all remember that from like two but weeks that's ago. Not this. It was like a month ago. Oh my god! Don't don't be that old guy who like, you guys. There was like this one story. I am recreating the, my mental process. Oh okay. Okay, <laughs> which also may be an, a problem, but but that's all. That's all I'm doing. Ingo, my goal is to stop you from becoming an old man, who tells old man stories during the podcast at, at all times, including during the podcast. Hmm. Your definitions may be. Old mans, and this is not not you, but kind of old men in general get especially old manny when they're talking to people who they're not around all the time. I'm around you all the time. Yeah, but this is you talking to the podcast, which is like people other than me, because you wouldn't be like Jen. No. There was this thing where people were putting gasoline in gar- in kitchen bags. Well, I would have said. Bags. Oh, it made me think of the gasoline in garbage bags, <laughs> and that's what I thought was illegal gas transport. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <sighs> I love you. We can cut this out. No, no, we're leaving this. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not live. It is a gift to your partners to not let them become their parents. Like those commercials where people oh, turn yeah, into their parents. Oh, yeah, those are disturbing. Yeah. I don't want you to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I love you. Agreed. Okay. Anyway, man arrested, for, man arrested for illegally transporting gasoline. A 44-year-old highly a Florida man was arrested Monday night after he was found to be illegally hauling more than 228 gallons of gasoline in a go-fast boat. So the, so the gasoline is in the boat, and that's what, 228 gallons? A normal tank is about 40 gallons? I, I have no idea what a boat well, tank our, holds. Oh, our gallon, but, but like a car, our, our tank holds about 18 gallons. So he has... 228 gallons. He's got 10-gallon drums? Yeah. 
Plastic container. So a five-gallon bucket, like that's the bucket you get from Home Depot, right? Just the big bucket. So these are twice that size. Kind of like pods. They look a little bit like pods. Yeah, but they're kind of clearish, milky clearish. You can sort of see through them. And they've got a lid that goes on the top. And he's got 20-some of these that are full of gasoline. So I guess they're a little more than 10 gallons each. And those are in this super speed boat a go fast boat's a super speedy boat i mean the name is stupid but it's it a go fast boat it's not a go slow boat or a go no. gentle boat yeah okay so the sergeant stopped a black toyota pickup truck towing a 29 foot well craft scarab boat boat people know what that is i don't know what that is it's a go fast boat at 5 <laughs> <laughs> at 5 32 p.m near us1 on US-1 near 61st Street in Marathon. So that's the middle key. The front of the vessel appeared to be weighted down so much it was causing the rear of the pickup truck to sag excessively. Imagine that, like your truck is smooshed down. Because your boat is so heavy. Because the boat is pushing down on the hitch so I much. if it was sparking. That would be catching people's yeah. attention. Especially with all that gasoline in there. <laughs> the driver and two passengers were in the truck. A US Customs and Border Protection agent arrived on the scene to assist. The CBP agent advised the boat's V berth was full of illegal fuel drums. Again, I don't. Is that the front? The V berth? Yeah, the thing in the nose. It's like okay. a shaped like a V. Did you just make that up, or do you know that to totally me? made that up? But I, <laughs> but I saw the photo on Instagram. It was in the nose. V berth. I'm, I'm looking it up. The extreme forward end of the hull. Okay, great. Uh, Okay, My gut so told me that. The V-berth was full of illegal fuel drums. An estimated 15 to 20 illegal fuel drums were found holding an estimated 228 to 266 gallons of fuel. A second Customs and Border Protection agent arrived to assist. Multiple containers of oil were also found. Okay, so a little weird. You got all this gas in a boat. Obviously, you can't like ride around in the boat with all this extra gas. because the boat's, the boat's not going to go right if it's like sagging down the pickup truck like that's a lot of extra weight yeah like how much that's a weird but maybe you have a lot of weight in the back i mean eventually the boat's gonna sink right <laughs> <laughs> that happens with boats they sink if you put too Gasoline much in them. is lighter than water though so the, the physics may be completely confusing here all right the weight of a gallon of gas according to google is 6.1 pounds so let's say he had 250 gallons which is kind of the middle that's 1,525 pounds. I don't know what sinks a boat. I don't think it'll sink a boat. Uh-huh. Weight limit of a go-fast boat. Go-fast boat is a small, fast boat <laughs> with a long, narrow platform and planing hull to allow it to reach high speeds. Oh, oh this is interesting. During the era of prohibition, these boats joined the ranks of rum runners transferring illegal liquor from larger vessels waiting outside U.S. territorial waters to the mainland. Ah. That's a thing that we do here in, in the Keys. Is rum running. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what else was in the boat? Well, hang, hang on, Ingo. I am working through the weight limit of this go-fast boat, which is extremely interesting content. Okay, okay. Here's all I'm saying. You want to hear my physics dissertation? Yeah. The displacement of the boat uh-huh. is based on, like, how much... I guess it'll still float even if it's full of gasoline. That's what I'm thinking. If the boat... If the hull is full completely with gasoline, that's still lighter than 
if it were full of water. So even if you filled the whole thing with gasoline, it would still float. Okay, I mean, it wouldn't totally sink. It'd still float. But it would kind of be down far in the water. Oh, yeah, it would be down. All right. I'm just saying it, it can probably handle no, it. I, I like that, though. Okay, here we go. Does anyone know the weight capacity of a 96, 26-foot scarab? I don't have a manual that shows the specs. Someone nice. asks on offshoreonly.com. Is it this guy? Is it the guy who owns this boat? <laughs> How much gasoline can I transport? This is from 2007. Oh, too bad. Uh, someone says, if I recall correctly, it's 4,750 pounds dry. And somebody says 4,800 pounds dry weight. So you are correct. Our gasoline would weigh about 1,500 pounds. So the boat would be fine. You could even put in 10 people. Yeah, a lot of people. Okay. And still not a lot of same. rum, Ingo. Maybe. All right. So we got this boat. It has a whole bunch of gas. Now it's on a trailer, on a car. They caught it truck. on the trailer. But you could transport this much gasoline in the boat and the boat would not sink. All right. I'm glad we worked out that science. You think what I talk about is boring. <laughs> Someone, go ahead, though. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Someone, if you appreciated my math on the weight capacity of this boat, please tweet at the Golden Ratio and also at Ingo Burghardt that says, I love science. Hashtag math tricks. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, right, we got the drums and we got containers of oil and a large black hose suspected to be a fuel transfer device was located among oh, the fuel containers. Fuel Were transfer. they siphoning it off? Were they going to put it into something? Okay. Here we go. Mm. Now it gets interestinger. Yeah. A total of 18 new personal flotation devices were located along with two large coolers packed full of water, Gatorade, mangoes, yeah. and lunch meat. Lunch meat. Meat carrot. Wow. Meat carrots and mangoes. Three large trash bags were found in the vessel containing multiple bags of apples, crackers, and bread. Oh, this is bad. All right, this so we've got bad. a lot of gasoline, some oil and a hose, 18 life jackets, brand new life jackets, and then mangoes, lunch meat. I mean, you're, you're going to make some sandwiches and like have a little fruit with they your were sandwich. They kidnap 18 voodoos. <laughs> a bag containing two black ski masks. This is where it gets really bad. Two pairs of black gloves. No. One black hat. No. A satellite phone. Mm. And one GPS unit was also found on the boat. The satellite phone is the thing, man. That's cool. I mean, it's cool, but like, what? That's nice and illicit. That's good. <laughs> the registered owner of the truck was not on scene, and none of the three inside the truck claimed ownership of the evidence on scene. Not, not ours. We're towing it and driving it. The driver was taken to jail. The two passengers were not charged. What are you doing with 250 gallons of gasoline, some oil, fucking bags of mangoes and apples and sandwich fixings, water and Gatorade, ski masks? We're in the Keys. Literally zero times in the year where you'd wear a ski mask. You're not going Legit. skiing. Gloves. Sat phone. The ski masks are the problem for me. Spies? I, people I mean, smugglers? People smugglers, what I'd say. Go to Cuba, pick people up. In a go fast boat, though, you can't fit that many people in it. You can if you don't care, and you can if you overload it I on guess, purpose. I guess. They could be little people, small, like women and children. Yeah. You wear uh, like 80 pounds, 50 no, pounds. I mean, that's probably, I mean, but almost certainly that's what it was. But then what's ski mask? Could be drugs. 
Except then it's... You don't 18. need all the food for the drugs. You don't need yeah. 18 flotation devices. It for, could be both. Yeah, drugs. that's right. So you're picking up 18 people. You're going to use half the gas on the way down to Cuba. Yeah. Yeah, but the ski, you still don't really need the ski masks. There was a big... Maybe sp- use all the gas on the way down and just refuel in Cuba. You could do that. If, if you're bringing a ski mask, I don't think you're legit <sighs> refueling in Cuba. Real, see, this... Like you can see who's, the refugees' faces, but not my faces. It's real... Ski masks make me real nervous. I, I need to know the miles per gallon on a go-fast boat. It's more like gallons per mile. Is it? It's bad. All right, hang, hang on. I'm going to pause. Okay, we're back on... Uh, this is called the Hull Truth Boating Forum. <laughs> I found a heck of a deal on a 2003 Wellcraft Scarab, 35 foot. It has triple 250 Evinrudes on triple. it. Triple. Somebody's, so many people are going to be making fun of my complete lack of boat Three knowledge. Three motors is a lot of motors. Any, and I was wondering if anybody had a clue how many GPH it would get at cruising speed. I don't want to jump on it until I know I can feed it. Gallon per hour. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I fish on a 0735 with 250 ETECS. I have no idea what this means. And the nest we are seeing is around 1.5 miles per gallon at 36, 37 mile per hour cruise. Okay, so let's say they're getting 1.5 miles to gallon. From, from Marathon, it's about 120 miles to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Divided by 1.5 miles per gallon. So it's going to use 80 gallons going down to Cuba. They're going to use 80 gallons coming back up. And you want to make sure you have extra for idling Maybe and more whatever. coming up if you're fully loaded with 18 people. So that's exactly the amount of gas that a smart person would bring if they were going to go to Cuba. Yeah. Plus, I mean, that's like to the closest edge of Cuba, right? Like if you're going to right. Mariel or wherever, it's further away. You're going that. fast. <laughs> yeah. Go fast. Sure. Sure does seem like a people transporting operation, though. No clue of this in the story. No, I think it's weird that they like just let everyone go and are just like, yeah, the driver shouldn't have been transporting all this gasoline. Sorry, dude. Like, are they not keeping an eye on him now? He's just going to smuggle a bunch of people. Hey, I mean, it's nice that he was bringing them sandwiches and mangoes. It's probably people who are paying him a lot for the I mean, mango, that. It's still sandwiches. nice. I mean, you read stories about coyotes bringing people in, and they're not necessarily giving them sandwiches. <laughs> True. Or in a fast boat. They're on some kind of rickety la- raft. There was just an, an accident. Like, we get all these alerts of oh, yeah. you know stuff going around in the Keys, and there was a big boating accident like 18 miles west, southwest of Key West, and yeah. there's nothing out there. It's there's in the direction of Cuba, yeah. Well, not really. Cuba's like directly south and kind of east. There's like nothing southwest. Uh, but there was this boat and there were like some people who died and they were doing this rescue operation. And we're like, what the hell is a like boat? like 20 people. Yeah. What right? is a boat with that many people doing out there? Um, and then it turns out it was uh, from Marielle bringing, yeah. bring, trying to yeah, bring Yeah, we were thinking here. it was, at first it was like an excursion boat or something from Key West with yeah. a bunch of divers on it, but that wouldn't be out there. Yeah. No. So they just got off track, clearly. and Significantly. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That's Taste of the Keys. Interesting, interesting business. You want to give us your German word of the week? Sure. Hit it's me. Abzaka. Abzaka. It means A-B- suck up. A-B-S-A-C-K-E-R. No, it means... It means... The thing that pushes you underwater. 
Oh, interesting. It's the drink that pushes you underwater. It's the drink that drowns you. And it's like the... I've seen the translation as nightcap, but that seems very mild. This is like the... I don't, I don't know already, what you mean by the drink that drowns you. The, when you're already drunk and you want to leave, somebody goes, let's just have an apsaka. Like have one more to make you super drunk. Or if you're, you know, if you're still like one sober. One more for the road. One for the road is the, is the sort of gist of it. Yeah, one for the road. And but what's the literal translation? Uh, the drowner. No, I mean it, that's the that's the that's the picture I have is that the 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 camel that breaks the straw the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Interesting. Uh, how do you spell it again? A A B S A C K E R. Absaka. The Google Translate says nightcap, which is what you said. Yeah, nightcap, but that sounds very friendly and nice, right? Like you're having a little nightcap. There, it's normally it's like, oh. Now I've here, had too much, and then they go, just have an apsaka, and that'll put you right over the edge. Here, here's what it says, and you're going to have to translate this while I poorly read it out of Deutsch. Yeah, okay. It says, uh, umgangssprachlich. Umgangs What's that mean? Colloquially. Colloquially. Oh, okay. And then they have an example. It says, am Ende eines Zusammenseins oder vor dem Schlafengehen. Going to sleep? Yeah. Is that what that is? Gintrunkens lestes glas eines alkoholischen Getränks. Getränks. But, but say that word that I couldn't say right. Alkoholischen. Alkoholischen Getränks. Yeah. At the end of a get together or to yeah. go to sleep, drink your last glass of alcoholic drinks. Is yeah. that what that says? Yeah. Ooh, I'm so good. But, uh, but of course, I've seen it practiced where. My dad would say, <laughs> people would be like, oh, it's time to go, right? And, and in Germany, it's a, this is a long, drawn-out process. People stay forever, right? Yeah. It's like it's your house and people are there at 2 and 3 in the morning, like, discussing philosophy and getting hammered on wine. Sounds awful. And then they'd be, well, my dad, too. And then <laughs> they'd be like, oh, we got to go. And my dad would be like, just one more glass. And then he'd like, he had a glass that would that would was a whole liter it would fit a whole bottle of wine and you just like fill it with the bottle and be like all right we gotta drink this now that sounds very your dad and so we'd pass it around and everyone would try to drink as much as they could of that liter to make it empty <laughs> so they could leave it was a bit of a hostage situation but you know in a socially acceptable way this is uh, when we have gone to germany he was before, so proud of that glass like to oh be like, yeah oh, one more glass <laughs> i can totally see it uh i i always have to just like Normally, I'm when I go to people's houses, especially when I'm visiting, I'm always just like, whatever your system is here, like I am participating in your system. Yeah, but that that usually can't actively hurt you. No, and so you know when the when we go to Germany, I mean not not the last couple of times because your parents have a smaller place now, but like when we went to their house, and uh, you know we'd have dinner, whatever, and it would always be like we had just gotten off the plane and they had picked us up at the airport We'd never acclimated i'm exhausted yeah. i'm kind of nauseous i always feel nauseous when i'm jet lagged like that and yeah. so then we've eaten dinner and we have talked and as an introvert i am exhausted from like three hours of just oh, chatting and listening to german and and figuring that out i mean it it's a lot for you a yeah. lot of work like i can i can pick up most of the conversation though i don't participate much but i but it's a lot of work to really focus to understand the yeah. german because my, my parents speak good. speak english too but it's but then on the side they'll speak german and it'll be a whole it, your parents are incredibly accommodating to me 
speaking English, right? So this right. is nothing against them. But yeah, like, of course, people are speaking German to each other. And I, and it, like, I want to pay attention, but my brain is like very focused. So when, when uh, Jared Dad's dad gets the liquor, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Like, not. And he'll be like, come on, just have a glad to do this. And nope, I'm out. Like, I'm sorry if you think I'm rude. And, but he, I'm, and he used to have the thing where he would fill up your glass without. Oh, he, he does that when they come here. Without asking and without you noticing. We, ha- we have had guests in Germany where they would just put, they'd have to put something over their glass. Where they're just like, I cannot lose track I of I think how I've much done that at your house before. I think it's the only way. You have to be a little bit strong firm yeah you have to be a little firm yeah <laughs> and i mean it's all these are all older things they're older now they're not doing it as much anymore hashtag but problematic hashtag yeah anyway drink uh, culture it's something uh okay abzaka anyway abzaka is the is sort of let's just have one more drink right let's have an abzaka yeah all right good one good one ingo <laughs> <laughs> Light shining a light on my dark history, hey. a dark chapter of my uh, life. Yeah, it's great. I love you. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's it. We're uh, stay tuned for this weekend snaps where we RV the whole squad up to Maryland. It's going to be a big road trip adventure. As usually, as usually, as usual, we're kind of dreading it, but it's an efficient process, and it's the way to do it, and it's the most humane with the dogs. But, man, is that thing a beast to drive. Ugh, yeah, and it's, I mean, 20 hours of driving. <sighs> Which doesn't bother me as much, since I would do that for small You do it all the time to go see some bugs. <laughs> bugs. But it, it's different if it's, a, if it's a normal car or an RV, but that's a whole yeah. thing. Well, right? at least we get to trade off. We so. get, yeah, we get... You know, boat-like mileage, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's why we're going for a while. Maybe we should overload it with gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> We've got my, we're towing my car so we could fill my car up with these 10-gallon drums of gas. That's a terrible idea. And mangoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those two, just the mangoes. Our neighbor has a mango tree. We are bringing a, a bunch of coconuts. Lots of coconuts. Illegal coconuts seized. The, Neighbor has a mango tree that's full of, like, laden with ripe coconut. They're getting uh, ripe, ripe mangoes. mangoes. They're all reddish already. They're yeah. not picking them. They're just letting them hang. <sighs> the next door around here, like, when the mango trees get ripe, the next doors and the keys are full of people who are like, somebody picked mangoes off my mango tree. I'm so mad. And, like, I don't want to be that guy. At the same time, they're not picking their mangoes. And they're ripe. <laughs> they're going to touch the ground. And it's so dark at night. I could just, so dark. just get just go get one so dark. one mango. We'll have to do more reconnoitering though, because <laughs> they might have a heat camera. Who knows? Oh my god! That's the only thing I'd be worried about is I'll, a low light camera. I gotta borrow those ski masks and the black gloves from the guys. There you go. <laughs> go pick one mango <laughs> out of their tree. Well, if you're doing the ski masks, just grab their mangoes. It's fine. <laughs> they don't need them right now. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, until next week, uh, go get vaccinated if you haven't already, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yep. Bye. Bye.